And we're live. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fighting for Justice. I am back from vacation. Yeah. You know, from Costa Rica. So How was it? Uh, it was fun. It was hot, but it was fun. I think that's the point. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know what? I can't keep complaining about all the, like, either it's way too cold or yeah, it's way too hot. But it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, me and my cousin. Every time we get together, it's always a good time. So. Yeah. Did you actually relax at all? Uh, after day three, I did. I, I did start relaxing. I, ha I had to because, you, know, <laughs> you know me, wild out way too hard, way exactly, too fast. And then I was like. Especially when you're with your cousin, man. Uh, man exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the last two and a half days, I really didn't do anything except like uh, sit by the pool, swam, ate. Man, I ate everything I wanted to. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I got to it. it. Took me a little while, but I got to it. Good, good. Um, so jumping into this, we're gonna have a bunch of different topics. Um, today, the first one that I want to show you, I call "Black People Don't Play with Random Dogs," right? Like, and this always cracks me up. Now, I love dogs. I know you love dogs, mm -hmm. and I'm finding that more and more black people are starting to to like dogs, love dogs. Yeah. But there is still something in all of us that like black people they don't trust other people's dogs so this is a video i want to show you and just get your uh, opinion on it so i'm going to play this real quick All right, <laughs> yeah. Yo. All right, he just hurdles that bike like Yo. like a running back. Yes, NFL, like that. This is why all black people are athletes, dog. Like, like I'm telling you, this video is hilarious to me. First of all, it looks like maybe a French bulldog. Like it is I a teeny dog. You know, here's what I'm gonna say, man. So for anybody who's been around dogs or love dogs, right? Like. We laugh because it's easy to laugh. Like you're right. right. Whatever that dog is, man, like <clears throat> you know, I know that personally. No matter, I would just pick the dog up. That dog was just as happy. As right. Could be, right? It, it, if and you if you're around dogs, you know when they're playing. Exactly. And that dog came out, sat down, and looked at it. It was like happy. Yeah. And I mean, I have two little dogs. I know exactly how they act. Right. But also, you know, I met. I'll just get. You know, I met uh, one of Tara's friends who's afraid of dogs. Right. Because mm -hmm. she got bit by a dog when she was young. Mm. Right. Which. Listen, no matter how it like, scars you, that's what I mean. And when she actually stopped over, like, I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, George and Lucy. I'm like, yeah, so they're going to bother you. But like, and that's when she was like, oh, I'm kind of afraid of dogs. And like, I saw it and I felt like, so here's what I'll say. Maybe that person's terrified of dogs. And clearly, but yeah, I mean, it is funny because man, like, but that's why it makes me think there's definitely some kind of like underlying phobia going on there because man he's on the roof of the car <laughs> yeah. hurdles that bike like bro that dog can't even jump up the sidewalk man he is 
<laughs> it's like he's running away from a like a German like shepherd. A, right, right. He his energy was like that's like a bear Rottweiler. Attack. No, like bear attack. Like <clears throat> right. I, I got to leap the fence. I mean, but he did everything. First, as soon as he sees the dog, he jumps behind like the yeah. bench, and he's like stuck behind <laughs> the bench but, for a while, <laughs> and the dog is just sitting there looking at him like, "Let's play." Yeah, but also him just keeps. <laughs> it's a dog. It's a dog. It's a, <laughs> right. And then there's kids in the background like, it's okay. It's just a puppy. It's okay. That's what I mean. But like, you don't so, want to hear that when you're terrified. Nah, and, you know, the the thing I'll say, though, is, hey, yo, dog owners, how about you don't let your dog run out the front door? Yeah. Like, this is where I will go on a rant because, like, this is a fun video, but it still pisses <clears> me <throat> off because, like, this is how dogs run away. And then I got to see a thousand Facebook posts and I'm sad because your dog somehow ran away. That's how. Like, you know our house. It's like Fort Knox when it comes to the doors, right. dude. And there's, like, 12 different security gates with badges, like, so they can never <laughs> get badges. to the door when, and especially when you know someone's coming. Or, listen, right. I understand. It's a delivery driver. It happens all the time at my house. They knock, but your your first response is get the dogs away. Right. Because, dude, their natural response is, like, run, greet the person, then they get out. That's what I care about. I know they're not going to bite somebody at the door, but George right. will run away. And he's 10 times faster than me. Yeah, that's another thing is that, like, catching dogs when they're out it's in the loose is, man. like, not possible. If they're not willing to come to you, like, you're not getting them. And, like, I, I say that. I know George, right? George won't run away. He listens. Lucy will, and luckily she's not fast. Mm. So, like, that's my scenario. But you know what I mean? Like, like it's still no – my dogs don't get out, right? Like, right. they don't have the chance because that's a responsible dog owner. And as a lawyer and both of us sitting here, if you have a dog that isn't cute and fluffy like, you know, ours, and they're just a normal, cute, big dog that can right. actually bite someone, you're at risk, right? If Let's say you had a German Shepherd right there and they ran out the front door and bit that guy. Your, your homeowner is going to get sued, right? You will have a lawsuit against you, right? It, listen, just be a responsible dog owner. I know that dog's cute. Absolutely. And I know it's funny to watch. And that dog runs out in that road where he jumps over the bike and gets hit by a car in that video. Yeah, very cute. Right, and that's me bringing this whole thing down. I went from a funny, cute video <laughs> to bringing up this is the lawyer and me bringing up the worst case scenario. But you're not wrong, right? And you have kids; they're running after the dog. One of them get hit by the car. I can keep going. Just make sure, even if it's a puppy, they're just inside, right? They don't listen. They're puppies. They're just dog is gonna run around and chase the guy. He's, that dog is happy. Someone's there. <laughs> So I want to go from that. Have you seen, I don't know if you saw this. I saw it on CNN uh, this morning. Uh, a passenger from a plane, uh, I think it was United. I know I sent this to my cousin. Let me look right here. So there's a video of a, a passenger who was on board a United Airlines plane yeah. who was making threats. So essentially, um, and Dave, I, I can, I'm going to send the post to Dave so he can he can put it up for you guys. Yeah, but essentially, we'll the guy... <laughs> Uh, is sitting at, uh, he's sitting in a, a exit row, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he is screaming things like, uh, "Where are the court marshals? The court marshals are supposed to have like guns in order to stop people like me. So I'm here to show you that like whatever they're supposed to be doing, they don't even have real bullets. So like wherever they shoot me, I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna hurt. It's just like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like nothing happens." Then he, there's later on in the video, he's like seen coming out. He pulls something out mm -hmm. that they say is like a spoon, a yeah, broken yeah. spoon maybe. Yep. Um, and he tries to stab one of the flight attendants yep. in the neck as he's walking back towards the, the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
So my first thought is like, listen, if you are in this situation, right, the, obviously the last time I'm thinking of is 9-11 mm-hmm. where people kind of take over the plane. Absolutely. This is uh, the first thing I've seen since there's, then, there's kind of some. like that. I'm there's, sure there's been others since then. My, I have a couple questions. Number one, how do you feel, uh, you know, the, the security is on airplanes? No, yeah, I think security is good, right? I'm not, I'm not skeptical of their security because I've been through it 80 trillion times. Right. You know, I've been through the TSA quick check, all mm-hmm. that background. Mm-hmm. I go in there, they know I, you know, I'm a lawyer. I own a lot. They know everything about me before I went in there. So here's all right. I know. It's very hard to get something on a plane, right? That can be dangerous. I'm not saying it's impossible. Clearly, people still try. Okay? Right. But at the end of the day, I'm... As far as somebody bringing something on that plane on themselves, I'm not that worried about. Okay. And what? Let's let's run this. You're on that plane. Yeah. Oh, I have an answer. <laughs> and this is the here's a beautiful thing. I have an answer, and I'm going to tell you my dad's answer. Right. Okay. I'm sure he'll be watching this, and he doesn't even know because Tara texted me and him, and he responded to her, mm-hmm. and then she sent me his response. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> But what I said, right, and I actually heard this from a famous UFC fighter, right? And mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. It might be Chael Sonnen, right? One of them. But he talks about the whole misconception of people saying, like, I'm going to let them throw the first punch and then you're going to find out, right? He said a true fighter, like a true martial artist, would never let their defense down like that, right? He's like, that's a complete misconception. If you're trained and you know somebody is there to threaten you, before it becomes a threat, they're going to take care of it. Right. And I understand that. Right. This is not me advocating violence. Right. Saying you should hit people first. But if you're aware of your surroundings and that guy's yelling, I'm just going to tell you at some point I'm not he's not getting out of the seat if I'm near him. And I'm also going to make sure people understand. And I know you said something with like the exit. You know, he was trying to maybe pull the exit. Yeah. But like this is where it becomes every it's like a group task. And I don't care. I agree. I will take whatever criminal charge you think is appropriate if I believe that person's going to hurt people on the plane. Right. And the whole point is not let them get in the aisle because once they're in the aisle, they're free to run around. You know how small it is on a plane, man, especially someone like we're not small people. So you stand up like me and we're, you know, you're there's no room. Keep them in there. It's confined. Right. That's a confined space. And that's the easiest way. Like once they get up, then you got to restrain them and tackle them and get them down. And then he gets whatever kind of spoon he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, it becomes a lot more dangerous. I agree. So, like, that's my response. Honestly, if I'm on a plane with you and you start talking crazy, my I will just do my best to let you know if you get out of the seat, there will be all the problems in the world. Like, I will do everything in my power. I'm big enough. Like, unless it's an NFL player, but then I need a weapon because I'm still going to say the same thing. <laughs> like, I know you're 10 times bigger than me, but I need you to stay in that seat. That's kind of how I felt when I saw it. I'm like, you know. Oh, I'll give you your dad's I'm side. sorry, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, you're right. This will be very quick. No, this will be very quick because if you can guess, we're we're kind of similar. I would have jumped on him way before he started walking down the walkway. Thank you, Dad. That's all. <laughs> so listen, if you have a strength fell on the plane with you guys, <laughs> our goal is to keep this man in his seat. Right. Sit down. So sir. we're all safe. <laughs> Not hurt him, right? If we can avoid all the unpleasant things, but like, sorry, you have to stay in that seat until. Somebody with power around me comes and just takes care of this. Right. But I'm not going to let you get out of the seat. End of story. And I feel like he was asking to be like. I would have given. All right. I'll give you my straight. You know what I mean? Like, I would have just like, given him what he asked for. Right. I like, 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 I'm bro. that guy. <laughs> right. Like, I don't have bullets, <laughs> but like, I need you to understand. 
You're not getting out of the seat. You might want to consider the seatbelt sign on. <laughs> Until we land, <laughs> sir. Like, your seatbelt sign is on. Don't worry about it, Captain. We got it. That's it. <laughs> like, wherever we're all, and then I will <clears throat> walk off the plane. I don't care. Someone else can deal with it, but you're not getting out of the seat. Right. I, I've seen what happens when people get out of seats, right? And 9-11 is the worst example. But, like, that's the same kind of mentality, right? And that's, like, listen, I understand it's not everybody's natural reaction to get involved, but it's because of that kind of response, like, Maybe someone else will take care of this. I'm not the person that somebody was able to just push their way through to the cockpit and take down a plane because of that. Like, listen, we're lawyers, right? I like to judge things based off history and facts. Right, right. I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with somebody saying it. And, like, there's clearly a line. If somebody's just mad or they're talking, that's different than no one's going to stop me. Like, those words start coming out of your mouth. I will use my reasonable right. judgment, which means what do you want me to do? What, I'm, no one else is doing it. In the in the words of Mikey, you're forcing my hand. Yeah, like it, like you're you're forcing my hand. Now I have to do something. I have no choices. Like, cause dude, when you're in the air, you know how you just <clears throat> flew somewhere. Like, right. there's a couple choices. If if this gets out of hand, do we all die? Right, right. Like, is that what I'm willing to just sit back? This is one <laughs> of those things that I think that like in the law, defense of others, defense of self, right, right. is built right in. This is absolutely defending yourself and others because yeah. of the situation if something goes bad pretty much everybody could die we're all we're going what five six hundred miles an hour thousands yeah. of feet in, in the air tube yeah, like, the, like this is not a, this is not a, and, and the sad part is that like listen I, it's a guess i don't know this, this dude this brother from a can of paint but i would assume anybody willing to shout things like that on a plane has to have some kind of mental health issue and that's so like that's why there's but a this ain't line. the this ain't the time for me to be worried about your mental health issue right now like Correct. we got to get this kind of like dealt with and as long as we can kind of keep you in the seat but there is no under zero circumstances no. are you getting anywhere near the cockpit it's no, not it's, it's not just, gonna happen you're not bro. allowed to leave the seat <laughs> it's not gonna happen you know what i mean so and he like, gets but in this video he gets out and he kind of starts walking backwards right and then you can see eventually somebody must like grab him or do something and then other people kind of come on yeah which i was like okay cool in this kind of scenario i believe that like this is all hands on deck listen he may get one of us that's what i mean but he ain't gonna get us all but i also look at it this way the the reason why at that point where i'm not too concerned is the amount of things that you can have on you that can harm me Right, it's got to right. be, like, slim to none. And, like, I'm not saying, like, yeah, you could have a pen, but, like, listen, man, I'll take my chances, right? It's right. not a deadly <clears throat> weapon. The plane crashing is a deadly weapon Yes, is the best way to put it, right? No one survives that shit from 30,000 feet if this person decides to open the exit door and somehow can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm saying, and that's why it's not to victimize anybody with mental health issues. I just need to keep you in the seat. Right. Under all co- like all circumstances come back to stay in this seat. I would use every single ounce of my power as a lawyer to convince this man to stay in the seat before I tried to use physical but like that's where I why I think I'd be more comfortable jumping in like let me just try to talk to you because I need you to understand how serious this <laughs> right. is. Right. Like whatever you're saying maybe if I could connect you'll just sit down and we're all safe until this all, but like if not right. it's still the, I'm going to hold you in the seat. Right, which which let's understand let's say exactly what we are uh trying to put out there, right? Like here that is false imprisonment. Oh, yeah, right, like absolutely. we are the you do not usually have the right to keep somebody against their will in one place, yep. right? 
legally that is false imprisonment. That's what we call it legally. And especially like, listen, I know it's a gray area. Maybe if I'm trying to talk this person and staying there, right? Mm-hmm. But the second I even have to like, right, right. at that point, Touch I'm him, putting yeah. hands on somebody, which generally speaking, you can't do, right? It depends on your intent, but I, but my intent is to truly keep you here. Right, that's where we start getting into the weird area, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like you can just do this to people. <laughs> no, and so that is actually a very good segue into this weird documentary that I cannot believe is actually oh, yeah. real. Well, I uh, I'm glad we're talking about because I like the real life example that I saw this morning and sent to you the the example from Delaware County. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, I mean. You're right. So yep. that's why I want right. to talk yep. about it. It's awesome. <laughs> so there is a – make sure I'm keeping up. Keeping up and keeping in order the, exactly. the order that you made that's arbitrary. <laughs> so there is – I just forgot what it was called, so I needed to look down. <laughs> but there's a, a documentary on Netflix called Don't Pick Up the Phone. It should be called what? Don't watch? According to what you said, it sounds too good. <sighs> I mean, it, it's just the, the lawyer in me is very upset. Got you, got you. So it like pisses me off. I'm sure it, it's very, it's just a crazy story. So I'm going to give you guys the story, kind of the quick notes version. Um, if you want to go watch it, it's on Netflix. It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. Essentially, there is a man from the years of around like 1994 until 2004 who goes around on pay phones, co- buys a bunch of like uh, prepaid cards, mm, uh, yeah. calling cards, and then goes to pay phones and calls all kinds of fast food restaurants. Sure. Now, he is targeting small, like cities, small towns that are uh, heavier into like just police. They're, they're going to be more likely to believe support police, police, support police, and believe them. Sure, sure. Um, so what he does is he calls them and he'll say like, "Hey, so and so is reported uh, to have stolen this wallet." Mm-hmm. Right now, he will have done his homework. He will know somebody in that uh, in the store. So right? he knows so, their name. No, like not their name, but like a description. Oh, got so you. the okay. first time they're the one that they talk about. There's a young girl. I'm not going to use her name, but a young girl. She's 16 at the time. And he describes her. Hmm. It's like she's got blonde or you know brown hair, five five, blah blah blah. And the manager of the McDonald's, it's a McDonald's. The manager of the McDonald's says, "Oh, I know who that is." Brings her into the back room. Now the manager is the one who's on the phone with the guy. The guy is pretending to be a police officer. Yep. Um, he also says that he has like a high ranking official of mcdonald's with him on the phone mm-hmm. never obviously lets them talk he just says that sure now he's telling this manager now i'm going to use her name her name is donna mm. she now is questioning this 16 year old so it is donna who is the manager the 16 year old and the person on the phone mm-hmm. the person on the phone doesn't know donna uh he tells her hey you need to uh, strip search her. You mm-hmm. need to start taking her clothes off. She does this under the guise that she's talking to a police officer. Sure. She tells the person on the phone tells her, "Listen, you tell the 16-year-old either she does this or we take her to jail and we strip search her there." Yep. So her being 16 not knowing anything, she chooses, "Okay, I'll just stay here and show that I didn't steal this wallet." Yeah. She strips her down all her clothing, she's naked. Now, this is in the middle of the day, middle of the work rush. So Donna says, hey, I have to get back to, uh, you know, my job. I can't keep looking for this 
um, wallet that doesn't exist. She's naked. She doesn't have the wallet. I don't see it. Mm -hmm. So the guy on the phone says, hey, listen, do you have anybody that you know that can hold her there until we can get there to, to get her and question her? They tell Donna to take her clothes, the 16-year-old's clothes, out of the room. Mm -hmm. So now she's naked in the back room. Yeah. Um, they tell her to, like, cover up the window so that nobody can see in from outside. So now yeah. she's basically trapped in this room. She Correct. can't see out. Nobody can see in. Donna says, yes, I have somebody. I have a fiancé. She calls her fiancé to come to her job to watch this now naked 16-year-old and leaves her there with him, and now he's on the phone with this fake cop. Mm -hmm. The fake cop then continues to tell him to do extra things. Yep. And this is all on camera. So then he tells her, hey, do jumping jacks. He has her bend over and smacks her on the butt sometimes. He has her perform oral on him. Man. And the moment that that is finished, he gets up and he walks out. Mm-hmm. From there, uh, essentially, Donna comes back in. He had left. Her her fiancé now leaves, which yeah, should yeah, yeah. have been weird to her also. Yep. Another employee comes in and says, hey, this sounds weird, hangs up. They call the real cops. Cops come, and this is how this all kind of unfolds. Sure. Now, the police officer's like, obviously, they can't believe it. They're like, no, I don't I don't believe this, this happened this way. Yeah, yeah. They look into it, and this dude had done this hundreds of times already. Sure. So let, let me just get your initial thought on that whole process of what I just went down. I don't know, man. One, how do you, how literally, how stupid can you be? Right? Is this the only thought that comes to my head? Um, yeah. Like, how, literally, how stupid are you to think? One, that the police are going to call you to, listen, the police calling you maybe to tell you that they're coming down there because they believe you have an employee working there that committed a crime is a realistic scenario. The cops ever, ever, ever calling you and asking you to do their job is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like, I can't even believe, like, what did you think, Donna, that you were the, the they were just christening you a sheriff that day? It's your lucky day. Right. You finally get to be the law enforcement officer you always wanted. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It's nice because her fiance is definitely going to jail and, and is did. a sex offender. And he is. And yeah, absolutely. That's without question. So she has that to deal with, which is nice because there is karma for being that stupid. Right. Um, yeah, those are all my initial thoughts. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you some of those because you're right. So he, the guy, uh, is a sex offender now, which yeah. absolutely he no should kidding. be. No kidding. Wow, that was hard. <laughs> absolutely. Listen, ooh, I don't need to know any other facts. See, this is how it works sometimes, just so our right. viewers know. <laughs> when you say things to people that have work in the criminal law for as long as we have, I don't need to hear anything else, right? You are absolutely guilty, and you're a sex offender. The only question I have is how long, because that's not something I know for that state. <clears throat> like he, right, he absolutely, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine? But his defense is what, every, Donna's defense is what every defense was. Good. Because they all, this happened, this worked a lot of times. Imagine, they were not the only people who this worked for. I have for. a question for you. Um, someone comes in and says this to you, and you represent that man, and he tells you, this is my defense, right? Realistically, what should be the words that come out of your mouth? 
You're going to jail. Yeah, you don't have a defense, yeah, right? You're going to jail. Okay. Like this is you cannot say you're too stupid <laughs> enough to not understand that you can't molest an underage girl. Right. That's, that's what that is. <clears throat> Essentially what it is is his defense is a po somebody over the phone who said they were a police officer told me to. Yeah, without a gun to your head, with there's no duress. You could have hung right. up the phone. You're an idiot. You but are here, an absolute idiot. But here's the other thing. The initial call that mm -hmm. the police off the fake police officer made stated that she stole a wallet. Yeah. Sir, how does putting your private in her mouth help you discover a wallet? Let me ask you this. Can your defense is stupid because you're lying to me. Here's a question I have for our viewers. Do the police strip search you and make you do jumping jacks and um stare into your butt basically like they were doing? Yeah, because here's how it works, guys. If you're accused of stealing a wallet, they're going to come and look for the wallet, let's say, at your house. If right. they have evidence that they believe <clears throat> that the wallet's at the house, they get a search warrant, they come and they say, we're looking for a wallet, right? And we can look all the places that a wallet is kept, not including your inside your body, one. So let's not make any confusion. Right. That's it. They go and they search. Here's the deal. If they have enough evidence that you stole it, like <clears throat> you on video taking the wallet, they don't ever need the wallet. They're not going to strip search you. No one's going to care. It's over. And so, see the <laughs> and the, the point of this type of podcast, guys, is that a couple of things. Number one, knowledge. Knowledge is everything. You see, if this if that sixteen year old girl had known what the police officer's like capacity was, she would have had the confidence to say, you know what? No, I'm not yeah, doing come this. Get me? Now I'm not blaming her because I understand. Listen, she's younger and like adults struggle with knowing their she, rights. And let's be honest, she's the only one in this scenario, right, that has no accountability. Okay. Because she's a 16-year-old being taken advantage of by managers, people ostensibly in a higher right. position with right. more power. So for her to even have you know, the wherewithal to be like, oh, have them come arrest me. Could you imagine saying that as a 16-year-old? Right. But, th but this is something that I think now, listen, we don't have kids. But if I did, like parents, this is something that I think you guys need to teach your children when they get their first jobs. You, they need to know their rights. They need to know what they can tell their manager. They need to know what they can tell their boss. They need to know when where their rights kick in and where, you know, authority kicks out. Because things like this are how people take advantage of children is because they just don't know any better. And if you don't teach them the big corporations, the McDonald's, the you know, the places where sixteen-year-olds get hired, they are afterthoughts. Things like this happen to your children because you don't teach them their rights, yeah, and McDonald's sometimes it's that you care. don't know. Right? McDonald's got sued at the end of this, so we'll get there. But that is one thing that I really, really wanted to press: is that this is, in my opinion, this is parents' uh, yeah. like accountability. You need to teach your children when they are out in the world. You have the right to say no. Don't the, the police cannot strip search you. So if this happens to you, babe, you say call my mom, call That's my dad. Like, don't don't let anybody strip search you. Don't let this happen to your child. There always just needs to be a you know keep it simple though a message like if anybody's talking about cops, call my parents. Right. Right. Call my no matter what <clears throat> they say to you, you need just like we tell people don't talk to police. You need to teach your children don't talk without us. Call right. us. Who cares if they're saying we're going to come down there and arrest you? They're a juvenile. Right. And then let me run this forward for a lot of you parents that I see all the time. Like the other thing I don't want to have happen is I don't want your child to call you and tell you this story. And then you go kill somebody because that is essentially <laughs> yeah. how you guys act. Yeah. Right. Like if your 16 year old came back to you and told you this astronomically crazy story, you would go down to this McDonald's 
and do what y'all do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like instead of that, teach your kids. Hey, look, you Edu- call us. You education. educate them. Education. education is so important. Education avoids all these scenarios, right? Yes. Like even the manager. Imagine <laughs> right. being. <laughs> right. And this is what I mean. So imagine being of, an adult. All with a brain. of my hate is directed towards the manager and her fiance. Right. There's pure the pure hate of you're an adult. You're a manager. Right. You have to have some sort of actual education. I don't care what it is. You graduated from high school. That's enough to know that you can't force an underage uh, child to get naked under the guise of the, somebody's telling you. How in God's name don't you say, I'm going to call the police myself. I'm going to call right. a lawyer. I'm going to call corporate. I don't think I have the authority to strip search an employee like, none of those thoughts went through your head. And a lot of them were saying, like, I didn't want to do it, but the cop made me feel yeah, like I had to. Which is to. insane. Okay, if cool. you don't want to do something, cool. you live in—we you, happen to actually live in a country where you basically don't—like, you, you get to kind of do what you want. So, Whatever. like, that you can't—that is not a defense, guys. There are too many people that come to us and say, oh, I had no choice but to do this. It's very rare— that you only had the choice to break the law. But it's also so incredible that you think that, like, listen, okay, great, you're doing it for a police officer that you didn't verify, you didn't see. Like, right. here's the deal. <clears throat> you're just stupid, Yeah. right? Because it builds into everything. Like, you don't even have a thought in your head that this is weird, which is insane. And let me add you another one on what, in what world... Do you think it is a good idea, even if you trust your fiance, to mm-hmm. leave a grown man in a room? Like, let me tell you, let me flip this the other way. Can I also? If just I say- was to be walked into this room and I saw a 16 year old girl butt naked, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, get, I'm, where are the cops? Where are the cops? Exactly. I'm not, you're not leaving me here so this little girl could say anything I didn't know. Dude, There's I would There's no have- way in the world I'm even walking into that you know room. How the, you know how you have the cartoon of like the dog that's trying to run in place? That would be me trying to leave that room the <laughs> so second fast. I walked in. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to jail. Right. I would just be like, everybody in the building's going to jail. I have to stop this because I need <clears throat> to not go to jail with you. Are you, you have a naked 16 year old back there? Cool. How's that not the only response? Right. If I, I'm just going to put this out there, right, because I don't think this is controversial. If I walk into any place on the planet and there's a naked 16-year-old, I have to just call the police first. Right. Because I am not being involved in whatever the hell's going on. Right. That's my job as a citizen. It's pretty and to, simple. <laughs> and to give you guys a little bit more see, education, um, in conspiracy, the, the, the only way out of a conspiracy is to denounce the conspiracy. And the only way to denounce the conspiracy is literally to tell on it. Correct. Right? You, you'll hear these so words. You have me being to a lawyer, tell. you're going to hear these words coming out of my mouth, <clears throat> right? As soon as I walk in that room, it's going to be like I'm religious. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I, denounce, I denounce this conspiracy. I den- and I will walk out and call the police because you're not roping me up into right. some insane stupid shit. I'd be like, you guys think I'm this dumb? Right. It, Craziness. That, and the fact that it happened a ton of times. So here, so let's spin this through. So essentially, it, it kept happening, oh, right, yeah, over yeah. the course of 10 years. Now, the documentary tells, I think, the story of about three victims, two or mm-hmm. three victims. But <clears throat> the man made hundreds of calls. And essentially, I'm, I'm going to detour right here to actually, like, as I was watching it, It's always interesting how I watch things because I'm a criminal defense attorney. So I'm watching them thinking, how are they actually going to catch this dude? He's calling from an untraced, like, they have no way to actually trace this. So I'm like, 
dang, he actually is committing like a crime. Unless he messes up, he, they're never going to catch him until technology gets better. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, they get a video of someone buying um, the cards. the cards, yeah. right? The the calling cards. Yep. And they find out a, a, at initially they think that he is a police officer, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But because that's why you know what the one thing, and this is, uh, I didn't watch it just as a kind of you know yeah. just so everybody understands. But um, do they talk about how convincing he was on the phone? Because that's they the do. question I had. They do because you can you know that you can almost tell immediately when you're talking to a police officer, a trooper, yes. anybody, and then I I'm pretty sure I'd be able to tell the difference. They because. They just talk a certain way because that's how they're so used to. They'll use abbreviations, shortcuts. Like I'm gonna give you two guesses. He was not a police officer. He was somebody involved with the court system, though. Yes, a sheriff or like a constable. Almost, he was a CO. Okay, yeah, fair uh, enough. But that's this is I, this, same thing, right? Like he, he was, he was well enough like educated on the system to know how police talk. Talk, yeah. Because so he just duplicated it. And it's it. also almost <laughs> like the chain of command too though. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. is like you have a superior <coughs> excuse me, you know how to talk. And yes, being a CEO, especially in prison. You like, know the lingo. Everybody talks about their cases and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like so everybody knows the lingo. Yeah. And I that think makes that, sense. Yeah. That it makes it sense. makes sense to me too. So like here's the thing though. So I'm watching this they have a they have a video of him purchasing uh, the cards. Yeah. So now the police are on this uh, documentary. Like we have all the evidence. I'm like, no, no, you mm. you just have evidence that he purchased cards. You don't have him at any telephones. You don't have him like nobody yeah. that he actually talked to has ever seen this man. That's not a good case. They, nobody can even identify his voice. Yeah, it's not a good and case. And they take this the trial. They lost. And I'm like, how did you? How are you gonna? Of course they lost. Yeah, of course they lost. <laughs> he was fat. The man that they claim. Now, I don't want to. That's why I'm not going to put his name out there because he was found not guilty and the police say it was him. But, but before no, I no. was trying to say it was him, no. I'm like, hold on. I don't, on this podcast, I don't even understand. On this podcast, we say if you're found not guilty, then you have to be not guilty. I'm sorry. I believe in the law. And I, okay, throw out OJ. I don't care. Throw out the one case where you're That listen, is the way the law works. If you're I'm found not guilty, is, you're not guilty. This, I'm sick of the stigma. You and I have had innocent clients. You know that. Amen. Right? And you know that. And guess we what? We got one right now. Shout out my man Ray. I'm coming Correct. to get you. And this is what I mean. I'm so coming to get you, I'm dog. I'm sick of the stigma where if he's found not guilty, people are what? Going to think he actually still committed a homicide? No. So on right. this podcast, I'm sorry. The guy didn't make the phone calls because you didn't prove your case. <clears throat> he had alibis for some of them. That's I mean, they, they were their case was trash. Yeah. It, that's why <clears throat> their case was absolutely trash. Now, what they should have done is once they thought it was him, they should have like kept watching. Exactly, him. you watch. Him. You had to catch him in the, for this kind of crime. You had to catch him in the act, yep. or you were going to get a not guilty. And to give you guys, if you haven't watched it, we're not talking about now, right? I don't want you to confuse us because, like, yeah, tracking a cell phone, even if it's prepaid, right, that would right, be technology has has. But this is pay phones, right? It's untraceable. Yeah, it truly is because even if you're calling from a pay phone. And they could track it there if you don't have cameras. It doesn't matter. All it means right. is someone called from that phone. Right. And you have to piece it together old school. So, yeah. yeah no, the the old school just, way, I didn't think it was possible. Literally just saying somebody bought calling cards is the worst case on the planet. Like, you don't I even agree. have to defend yourself, right? Like, I agree. okay, I did something legal, but now I made those phone calls. Oh, my gosh. So, wait, I got I to gotta go back because there was one part that upset me to my core. His, his lawyer... Was a uh, a white man, mm -hmm. 
And he says during this documentary that uh, I'm, I'm going to misquote him because I don't have it in front of me. But he says essentially like uh, the police think that every case is a slam dunk, which. All right. That's kind of true. Mm-hmm. They, they always think they got the right person. Well, I, hope they, never, I, hope, I hope they do. <laughs> they right? never think they got it wrong. But that should be a given. Right. If they think they don't have a slam dunk case. But I'm sure you could figure then it out. he doubles down and says. The civil rights movement over, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and starts naming all these black people Mm -hmm. as if his case has anything to do with the civil rights movement. Yeah. Upset me so mad. Like I was so mad. I had to pause the joint. I had to take a day break. (laughs) I couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, I got to stop because this, like, don't do that. Don't conflate. Do not do that. To use it as a defense? Yes. Like, How ridiculous. dare you use the race card incorrectly? No. You don't need it in this, man. Right. That's like, all I'm saying. They just didn't have a good case. Just say that. Yes. There's no reason to bring in race, especially when it ain't your race. And you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, that pissed me off. Well, that's, I don't even have to comment because that's, I was going to say, if you're just wrong, you just, you look so dumb. Right. And that's, but to kind of keep, this moving right here's the funny part i wake up this morning and i always you know and i always check local news all types of fun stuff mm-hmm. just see what's going on and there was a police kind of police blotter article if you will just what happened in delaware county i'm scrolling through and i was like holy shit <laughs> because it just happened in delaware county i got reported i'm not sure if they caught the person because it's just a little blurb but it's the same thing Someone called the McDonald's acting like somebody higher up in corporate instructed the manager of the McDonald's to take money and deposit it into a different bank account, effectuating the theft of the money. So all I'm saying is, guys, you can't be this stupid. (laughs) Like, I understand, right? Like, you probably also don't care, right? It's not your money. It's McDonald's money. And you, listen, you're probably not at fault for that scenario, right? Like, if you truly, if you, like, listen, if you didn't have the intent. You're going to have to pay a lawyer to find that out, though. Right? But legally speaking, if that account isn't. Title to you know what I mean? No, like, you're right. Legally, you should not be right. You should not be like but found you're, guilty. Listen, but you're probably going to be a charge. As the manager, you're going to get looked at pretty hard because mm-hmm. it's very hard for anyone to really believe you're this stupid. And right. I hate to say it that way because, like, I know there's underlying reasons. Like I said, it's not your money. You're getting a call. Right. You don't care. Like, fine. You want me to put the money in the account if that's what happened, right? All I'm going to harp on, guys, is that if you get told to do something by the police and it makes you feel uncomfortable. You have every right to say no. Yeah, that's the easiest. Every part. right to say no. Okay, the police have their own job to do. If they ask, if anybody says I'm a police officer and you need to do X, the answer is no. You don't. No, the you answer- don't need to do anything. All right, you have the right to remain silent. That means you ain't even got to say nothing to them. Correct. You, if they think you broke the law, they will do something. Okay. Correct. They will take you somewhere. They will do whatever they need to do. The police asking for your help, what you should say is, let me get some of my tax dollars back, and then maybe I'll help you. Do your own job. Okay, like, do your job. Exactly. Like, you do your job. I need to throw this out there. This isn't Yellowstone, okay? This isn't Montana, all right? There's enough police officers, and I'm saying that for a reason. They're not going to call you and say you're deputized today because we don't (laughs) have enough sheriffs because they're on a cattle run. Like, I know everybody watches a lot of TV shows, and, like, it's so fun, and someone's like, I need you today. You're a sheriff. No, listen, this is this is real life, and cops don't call you to do their job. They know what the answer would be. Hey, Mr. Shrumpel, we need you to search this girl. I'd be like, 
dude, no. What do you mean? Do your own job. All right, so I got. <laughs> I want to wrap this one up with this. Uh, essentially, there was a lawsuit, right? Because yeah. the sixteen-year-old, good for her, she uh, she sued McDonald's, as of course, because McDonald's always no is messing up. No burner. Now McDonald's, y'all messed up on this. Because this this happened like 40-something times at their McDonald's all throughout the country. Mm -hmm. So they knew that this was happening, and they didn't say anything amongst their employees. So it kept happening. Do you, so she so wasn't the first can one. Can I ask you just 100? Because I didn't watch it. Yeah, Is, go ahead, go ahead. Was it actually known that it happened by, like, corporate? Yeah. So, like... Well, it, yes, because when it happened, they had... Uh, according to the documentary, they had, like, internal emails going back and forth yeah, yeah, yeah. about the incident okay yeah so, so they knew yeah all right because it kept happening that's all it happened like four he made like 40 calls to mcdonald's maybe have, 10 to taco bell so he kept doing it over and over again and i have no doubt that they would try to hide it right but i was like what happened you know how i am like do they have but of course they do because of course they would so know. during during <laughs> the trial they actually asked you know like hey we need to get their yeah. like their uh internal documents so, like, the day before trial, they did, like, in our murder trial, and they dumped them with boxes and I mean, of boxes of evidence. Yeah. And thankfully, she had people to help her go through it. And her lawyer was like, look, we've got binders of information that they knew. Yeah. So, my question to you, how much do you think that's they, – they they were found liable. How much do you think they awarded? Well, I have, now, this is 2004. The so only question I have, is it on one case or is it on multiple cases? It was just on her case, one case. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what year? Like 2004 ish. 8 million. Six. I could see it not being, it, for <clears throat> some reason, this is how I know how messed up we are as a society. I can see just a jury or people not understanding how traumatic it would mm -hmm. be for the 16 year old at that time mm -hmm. and, and just be like 8 million or 6 million is good. I think I think this happens nowadays oh, that number is times said, 20 but I would have said yeah now <clears throat> yeah 20 million would be I'd be okay yeah. 20 million yeah 20 to 40 well to take easy. into account inflation too so actually right. you're right I don't know 20 30 yeah I easy. can see a jury well listen I'll I actually I'm going to hedge because if you're going to actually leave it up to a jury and they find you liable now today oh, 200 <laughs> Now that might not stand, right? Right. But right, I'm just right. letting you know if that if McDonald's if that case got in front of a jury and they found out you knew that there were underage people or anybody being sexually molested, uh, stripped down naked, like good luck, man. Good luck. Good luck with that one. That was what blew my mind. I was waiting for the documentary to say that they settled. They kept saying like after they had to give up the smoking gun, they were sure, going to settle. Sure. But I'm like. Did they actually go? It was and they tried to, you know, obviously they tried to blame her. They tried to say that the 16-year-old uh, could have left, even though throughout throughout part of it, she was naked. Where was she? Come on, man. Like, that that's going to make you look so scummy she as a million left. dollar. Like, where was she supposed to go? She, she was naked with her I mean. manager telling her, like, no way. Nah. No way that's a good argument. You said all I need, dear. <clears throat> it's just the time period. Imagine trying to put that defense up now. But here's what happened. She could have left. Here's what happened, though. They, I think a couple of them got kicked out before they got to trial. Got because they, they basically were saying McDonald's is not at fault because they weren't the ones making the calls. She was the only one that even, like, got, got through got to trial. And I think McDonald's thought, hey, we can win one and then the rest will stop. Correct. So they were willing to gamble. 
and thankfully they lost because they absolutely were at fault. Like yeah, that's all it, all it takes. Like obviously somebody has to a be memo on or something. Exactly. Somebody has to be on notice, right? If there's evidence <clears throat> that they knew and just didn't warn anybody or try to prevent it, absolutely you're liable. Doesn't matter. Um, and that seems pretty simple to me. Right? Yeah, and I'll put this out there to you guys too. If if your job is asking you to do things where you feel as though, hey, my rights or my freedom could be at Give us a call, 610-643-4644. You have rights as an employee just because, uh, you know, you need a job doesn't mean that they can ask you to do things that are illegal. And only you can know where your moral compass is. Don't let a boss push your moral compass and get you in some stuff that you can't get out of. Yeah, and the flip side is don't let your employer also let someone else do things to you, right, thinking that they can right and right. your employer's not protecting you because that's exactly what happened in this case right mm-hmm. mcdonald's could have certainly stepped in to try to protect their employees and they just didn't absolutely and after being noticed right after being notified, put on notice so yeah like listen don't let it happen so with that one let's go let's get a little lighter to your boy john jones oh man yeah johnny <laughs> johnny bones yeah man. this is your i'm let you take this because this is all you mma i didn't even watch it oh my yeah no i don't know i was skeptical you know for the i mean listen if you're not a ufc fan by now you should be right (laughs) you should be uh but johnny jones definitely my favorite fighter i actually thought he was older which is crazy that was one thing that surprised me about this weekend i thought he was roughly the same age as me so like oh is he i think he's like 35 36 I know it's the same box. I know it sounds crazy though but it's just but in sports that's a that's a long time ufc it matters now the one thing that I think actually worked to his benefit. He took the last three years off, right? So he hasn't been fighting through. Right? Mm. I just feel like I don't care how good you are as a UFC fighter. When you have these long careers and getting hit and punched and slammed, it has all mm. kinds of effects on you, right? But I was skeptical. He was fighting Cyril Gunn, who is absolutely by far the best in the heavyweight division at this point because Francis Ngannou stepped down and got rid of the belt, right? Mm. So I was skeptical. I, I, didn't, I didn't place any bets. Because I didn't know who I was like. I don't know. Johnny Jones was definitely uh, a slight favorite. I was say I think he was a favorite. Wasn't he was he? a slight favorite. I thought they were crazy. I was like, this dude hasn't fought. Right, he hasn't fought in a while. Man. Yeah. And like you know, listen, I he put on weight, but I don't want to say he put on weight. He just bulked up, and he doesn't have to cut weight. Well, but he had to he had to go up in uh, yeah. But he's like honestly weight class or whatever, right? He's honestly, <clears throat> kind of that big already, right? He, oh, okay. he John Jones six four man. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And Cyril Gon's 6'4, so they're both giants. Do you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. And they both, John weighed in at like 248. The other mm-hmm. guy's like 249. Mm-hmm. So, like, here's all I know. I thought, and I was wrong, right? I was like, he's going to be putting on weight. He doesn't actually look like he's in the same kind of shape, right? But that was me just being an idiot because honestly, when he's not cutting the weight, you don't see the muscle that you would when he cuts the weight because right. he has no body fat, right? right? He's still. John Jones and I, we figured that out pretty damn quickly, man. Like, you know, the best quote of the night was, the, "I'll give you an idea," because I know you didn't watch it. Uh, Rogan on live on air just goes, "Man, John Jones didn't take any damage besides well getting kicked in the dick," and you know it was just over. He goes, "So yeah, he's clearly the greatest of all time," and like that's the truth, dude. The fight started and Ciro gone through a kick, an illegal groin kick, mm-hmm. right? Hit him right in the cup. Like it was, dude. That dude kicking you there though, by the way, like. But John, like, he backed up, and he was like, ah, let's go. And dude immediately had him against the – he just took him down. Had Like, he ducked one punch. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. The other guy couldn't even touch him. He ducked it, took him down, 
And he was sitting up against the fence, and he just choked him out. Like, it was <laughs> – dude, it was not a fight. It was awesome to watch. Don't get me wrong. Like, he – just the fact that he made – and this guy's beat everybody else. Okay, man? So it's not like Cyril Gaon rolled in here and was like, So he beat the dude this. that was already at the top. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the only guy Cyril Gaon ever lost to, right, was Francis Ngannou. Yeah, right. Who I and, heard talk some stuff. But that went five rounds. Oh, okay. Cyril Gaon went five rounds with Ngannou is all okay. I'm saying. Right? So, so it wasn't like he just beat him real quick. No, it, dude, it was a decision. It was, I think it was one of the first decisions for both of them because they, if they both hit you, you will. You'll do 12 backflips and disappear from the face of the planet, right? <laughs> So like those, that's why these guys are dangerous. But John Jones, the thing, and anybody who knows, you just watch him. He looks like a hundred and eighty-five pound fighter, right? Mm. He's a guy that can wrestle and move like somebody who is a hundred and sixty pounds. And dude, I don't care who you are. All the big guys, they think they all talk it, right? They're all like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I can wrestle. I'm quick. You'll see. I'm gonna surprise you. And I swear, they get in the ring and they're like, never mind. So let me ask you this: <laughs> Is John Jones, in your opinion, the goat? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. There's no debate. It's nope. weird because there is no debate. I was about to say, I, I've heard it a lot because, you know, I don't really watch. People, I don't follow. But everybody seems to say he's already the GOAT. Because, and anything else he does from here on is just like yeah, it's additional. Like, around. like I know he's got by far the most title defenses, <laughs> which is huge in the UFC. You can't ever discount that. Right. Like because okay. even Khabib, who like he has slipped in the conversation. Right? Mm-hmm. The Russian guy who went, I don't know, he's like 25 and oh, listen, unstoppable. Okay, no one could touch him, but he only had a couple title fences and retired. Okay. I'm not blaming him, nothing. Right. But if I want to compare the greatest, like, dude, John Jones has consistently only fought the best people of all time. That, you know, the new. Has up- he lost? He lost uh, your boy, the boy you hate. He didn't. He never lost didn't for he? me, man. Oh, no. That's the problem. But, oh, you okay. Know, listen, steroids, and there's that little underlying. Right. I, I know there was like a, a beef every, between them for a little time while. He, fought, he failed for something <clears throat> afterwards. Like cocaine. Okay. Okay. I know he had cocaine. It's just some months, which isn't performance enhancing. So here's the deal, Daniel Cormier. I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> right. And you are one of the best heavyweights of all time. So is no one's talking shit about you, but like sometimes you just can't beat that one dude. Right. It happened to be that one dude. But I also won't discount the fact. <clears throat> That taking performance enhancing drugs absolutely could have had something to do with it. So right. I'm not going to take a side on him and Cormier, right? Okay. I saw the fights, but I don't care, right? right. Don't cheat. But other than right. those, other than those two fights, man. Listen, yeah, he lost a fight, and it's funny. I never, I saw a clip over the weekend on Twitter. Someone's like, "Yeah, the only fight John Jones lost." And listen, I think they're saying like it was controversial because the videos of of him on top just elbowing this guy into the middle of the earth. Was it a apparently, decision? Or yeah, was apparently it? he lost that fight. Oh, okay. Right? So someone said, just keep in mind, this is the only fight And that's lost. the only fight he's ever lost? Yeah, and it's one where he basically destroyed the guy. Wow. Right? And who knows why he lost that lost, decision right. is all I'm saying. But I've, he doesn't lose. Okay? He's mm. never lost. He's beaten every good name. Now he wants to fight Stipe, right? Which, honestly, Stipe's like 40. I don't, I don't see the competition. But here's all I know. The fight to end all fights forever. You can just shut down UFC. Is if Francis Ngannou somehow gets convinced to come back? Isn't that who he, like, he just, he said something. And yeah, then, well, he called, like, him a big, someone, yeah, he called him out his name. Someone goes, someone goes, hey, John, do you have a comment on Francis Ngannou? And he just goes, oh, Francis is a big old pussy. I'm like, yo, <laughs> he's like 6'6", 250 pounds of the purest muscle I've right. ever seen. And he has the hardest punch ever recorded. He has the Guinness Book World Record punch power. Mm. Like, and I've seen him hit people, and they went into the underworld, like the upside down. If you've ever the seen Stranger underworld. Things, yeah, like when he hits you with an uppercut, you 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 go into the upside down. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was 
that was fun weekend, man. Like John, that was good to see him come back. The crowd was awesome. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they really like, and that's what I think. He's probably a crowd favorite if he's ab- the goat. No, he's absolutely. Like, he's got to be like that Tiger Woods. Does he? Let me ask you this: Does he have like that Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan type of pull for the UFC yes. crowd? Yeah, and, and like, that's why like, does he pull out the big names, the yeah, big faces? Because and he's the only one left. <clears throat> this is why I liked it so much, right? Like they're the UFC's missing because like Connor's on his like he broke his leg, right? So he oh, okay. can't come back for like two years. Right. And, you know, Connor's out doing his own thing because he right. has to rehab. So, like, he's slowly coming back because he has two fights left. Right. Is Connor still, like, really fighting anyway? Like, but, didn't, here, but here's the didn't thing. Didn't his uh, the only Floyd th- money kind of get him right? But the thing that never matters, and it just doesn't, right? Like, Connor's never, in my opinion, he's never going to try to, like, fight for a belt again. <clears throat> he's not at that point in his career. But they're all, like, Jorge Masvidal, right? Like, some mm-hmm. of these massive old school names, dude, that mm-hmm. are still left. That's all anybody wants to see. Like, Connor fight them. Connor mm. fight Nate Diaz for one last time. Okay. Right? Like, those, and, dude, they will. They'll sell more tickets than any other fight, even the champions fighting, right? Because, and but that's what the UFC is missing, right? So, John, even coming back for this fight, like, dude, you could tell the whole place was sold out, right? Like, mm. there was just more energy, like, and it was nice because Connor was there. They were filming. They're working on, I think it's Roadhouse, mm-hmm. like, the old school. They're making, like, a remake, but Connor's in it. Or I don't even let's put it this way. I don't even know if it's for that movie. I don't care. Connor's acting now, but Jake Gyllenhaal was there because they filmed oh, okay. like a, they did like a UFC fight, but they wanted the crowd. Right, you right, right, I mean? right. So they had that, and like John's there, and like yeah, no, it was it was the best fight of the year so far, and it only is because he was the headliner. Right, like it just changes everything, and they are the big money fights, right? And they're fun to watch for a reason because he just sliced a massive dude up. I put you on the spot real quick though. I'm only doing this because I don't watch NFC or USC. <laughs> I don't watch UFC, and I want to give a shout out because I know me and you have talked about this before mm-hmm. of how you love uh, the women fighters just as much. Like oh, UFC is such dude. a is like equal grounds because the women fighters are like so. But I don't know any of them to give them shout out. So give a shout out to some of well, your favorite. That's what sucks because she just women and fighters. Lost. Right. So Valenchenko, right? The Russian <clears throat> fighter. Like she, so she was like, here's, this is why this card's good because the UFC always does this, right? Mm-hmm. She's like the goat for the women, mm-hmm. right? She's, I mean, dude, no one has touched her except this time, right? She got choked out and lost. So like she is one of my favorite fighters. She still is. Like my guess is she's going to come back. Mm-hmm. She did not look good. And you can just tell, like, I, who knows? Bad camp, whatever. She didn't right. look like herself. That's the thing about fighting though. Like, look, you could, you could be the greatest, have a bad night, listen, and look bad. Everyone who's watched UFC is going to remember. Like, Ronda Rousey was one of the yes. most dominant <laughs> yes. women UFC fighters yeah, Until in she got history. kicked in the face. No, until she got kicked in the neck and disappeared. <laughs> right. Uh, like, it was like dumping a teapot over. Yeah, she, she got, got kicked and I don't disappeared. make this joke, too, but, like, she got kicked and, like, I remember her being like, no, Holly you know, Holm like, hey, look, her. I don't. Right. She and basically was, like, depressed to have that job. I'm like, damn, yeah, that's. Yeah, and like Ooh, no, that there's, was real. There's a ton of good. Like that's why the UFC. Everyone always forgets to mention. This is why I always tell you, everybody's like, you know, women and equality, and like, yeah, I understand all that's important. So why not try to at least focus on some of the positives too? Like right. UFC has always taken kind of the front stage. Like they, there are no separate. You know, okay, this is women's only card, right? It's mm-hmm. listen, these are our fighters, right? right? Women, it doesn't matter, right? You're gonna like. And they put them out there on all the big cards. Do you think the women, like, have has a woman's fight ever been the main, co- like, they the are. main? Yeah, well, this was, so it's a co-main event. 
Oh, it's co-main event. Yeah. So okay. Like, okay. That's okay. what I mean. The I didn't realize, <laughs> by the way, that they were calling this like the goat ticket or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. Right. So was this, she the is she the correct. female goat? So it was a co-main you. event with her and then John Jones fighting. Right? Gotcha. And everybody kept saying, "I can't wait to watch the goat, the goat." And I thought they were talking about John, right? But they're calling the whole UFC. That's what they're calling it because of the okay. headliners, right? So it made sense. And I, I actually it was funny. I was like, if I like once I saw her start fighting, I was like, oh my god, that that like, uh, like I and yes, I'm a betting man. I was like, we sh- you should bet that she's gonna lose right now. And then she did. She got choked out. Like. And man, I saw some really. Uh, this is my favorite thing because that's almost a guaranteed bet, right? For for those of you that don't understand how good she is, she's been a guaranteed bet for I don't know half a decade. <laughs> no matter what it is, and the reason this is important is you don't take her just as a straight up bet, right? You're never gonna bet on the odds with her. They're always like minus one thousand. In this fight, they were like minus twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. So it mm-hmm. should be a guarantee. But what you do is you always build that into a parlay. It's a guarantee win on a parlay. I saw some bets. Dude, one kid had 15 legs, right? It was like a $400,000 winner, and Valenchenko was the loser for him. That's what I mean. So, oh, that hurts. So that just to put it in perspective, right? These aren't like good money bets, but yeah, when you fit these in to get your odds higher and then the GOAT loses. But, yeah, now there's a lot of good women fighters. I can go on. I mean, listen, Holly Holm, still love her. Uh, you know, Olympian, she's the one that kicked uh, Ronda yeah, Rousey in the yeah, neck. Yeah. But, you know, Amanda Nunez, who I can't believe lost, but she's really the GOAT, in my opinion. I know they like to call Valenchenko, but, like, dude, she's the champion. of. She was of two divisions. She's mm. still a champ of one, and she's going back to fight the girl who beat her because she just, you can tell, it didn't. she didn't look good tired for whatever reason right shout out dana bring this boy get his boy ticket man he, 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 he be aggravating me with all these fights like nah, let, him, let him let him let him see one of these live that's gonna be that's gonna be something i gotta do for you one day i gotta send you to see one of these fights uh all right so we got two more topics it's i'm gonna let you pick we can either go john morant one of these i'll probably save for next time i got john morant <clears throat> or i got a Colorado woman teacher who is sleeping with nah, drummer in. Right. Drummer in because it's time. It's time to <laughs> scream at drummer <laughs> All right, Ja. So sorry this one's coming for you, but so if you guys don't know, Ja's been going through some things. He is indefinitely suspended from uh, the Grizzlies right now. The Grizzlies are. They got to be top two or three in the West right now. I they believe were, they are. They were in first. Yeah, they they have had. Minutes. For throughout the entire year, they have been one of the top teams in the Western Conference, if not the entire NBA. Because of John Morant has been since he came into the league their best player. Absolutely, <clears throat> he is box office, as Stephen A. Smith would say. He is somebody who puts butts in seats. He is Rookie very amazing to watch. The talent is off the charts, yep. but Ja is having a problem in our culture i believe that our our my culture has which is that there is a i'm going to try and figure out the way the the way i want to say this is that when you're growing up in our culture it is pressed upon you what is cool what is acceptable what is soft and right now jaw's going down a dangerous road of he has the world at his feet. He has mountains of at least enough money to do anything he really wants to. Correct. And he is young enough 
to think that he knows everything. Dangerous combo. It is a dangerous, dangerous combo. The the one thing I want you, if if you get to hear this job, like let that stuff go, man. Like you, there's a lot of people who are looking up to you. There's a lot of people who want to see you succeed. And guns aren't necessary, man. Like that's just my opinion. I don't think guns are necessary. But the I'm gonna run down to you guys three things that everybody's talking about this young brother about. There is one incident where he um he's playing basketball at his, I believe it is at his house with a 17 year old. The 17 year old says, according to these reports that I read online, the 17 year old throws the ball at John Morant hard. It hits him in the face. John Morant takes exception to that, punches the kid once in the face, kid falls. And then depending on if you listen to the kid or what happens there, Jaws team comes and kind of like beats on the kid. Mm -hmm. John Morant goes into his house, grabs a gun, comes back out, and just kind of brandishes the gun. He doesn't point it at the kid or anything like that, but he just kind of like lets him know, like, yo, I'm strapped. The 17-year-old kid, after being jumped by his team, kind of threatens Ja's fam, like, hey, I'm going to come back and spray up this whole place. Mm -hmm. That's incident number one. Incident number two, according online again, uh, something happens between John Morant's mother and a security guard at a mall. She calls her son. Son calls his people. They all show up at the mall. They ask them to leave, and they make some threats. Mm-hmm. It's not. Sh- it's not really clear who makes the threats. There's no gun, like seen in this incident. Just kind of threatening yeah. situation. Sure. That's incident number two. Incident number three, the one that actually I think got him suspended, <clears throat> is that he is seen. I'm not even sure where he is. If it's a club, if it's it was, like his house. So it was a. I'm. I, hopefully, I'm not misquoting, but it was a club, it, and I believe it kind of looks. But it looks like a. It's a small, like a back room of a club or yeah, something. Yeah, and they were also. I think it's important because it's you know, but they were on an away game, I believe, right? I, I don't actually know. Yeah, I believe so. I'll just I'll say what I think I know. So I wish we knew. I wish I knew if I knew this, but. Because it kind of got pieced together. Steven Adams, actually, it's funny because Steven Adams gave them a speech or something like two weeks ago before this happened. Mm-hmm. Like, when we're on the road, we need to stop going out, right? We need to stop mm-hmm. going to clubs, right? Because this is all kind of getting pieced together now. And then what I believe is this was on a road game and he was at a club where he had another gun on him, right? Well, he was definitely drinking, too. And the reason that that's important, and I want to get into this. Well, there was definitely alcohol involved. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I think that's extremely important and why he's getting in trouble is because you don't think, man. If you're on <laughs> the road, you had to get there right, right? on the team plane. This right. is where he's really getting in trouble because right. if you just put two and two together, you get four. How'd you get the gun to wherever you were in the road game? You brought it on the team plane. Right. And that's what they're looking at. Which now, means now federally, you're starting to mess with federal gun I don't laws. even know. And the, the police are investigating <clears throat> it. Yeah. Because, again, we have clients that get in trouble for this shit all the time. All the time. I'm assuming that he doesn't have a license to conceal in whatever state he was in. I'm Probably. Now, that is an assumption. It is. Because if he does, it doesn't make what he did right, but it changes the analysis is all I'm saying. Absolutely. Right? But if he doesn't, this is why they're investigating him. Ooh, Mr. Chime Time, I love your stuff. We're going to talk. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Because if he has a license or doesn't have a license, but here's all I know. The cops are looking into it. Because right. Because if he doesn't have a license, it looks... I, I haven't seen the video, but here's all I'm saying. It sounds like at some point this gun had to be concealed, right? And depending on where he is, that's all. You know what so I, mean? I so I, I did watch the video. I, I looked for it uh, yeah. to talk about it on here. I saw it. I mean, 
here's the thing. It you can see Ja like hold it for a second. Okay. Um, and then he's just kind of like partying, right? Mm-hmm. He he's the gun is in his hand for maybe like three seconds of the video that I saw. I don't know if there's a longer clip, but then he's just kind of going around. Uh, I'll say like kind of smiling and laughing with his friends mm-hmm. <clears throat> after that for the other 45 seconds of the video. So the gun is a very short part of the video that I saw, but it's very clear. He's got control of, he's got possession of it. Okay. Um, here the th- here's the thing, guys. So just because you can do things on social media doesn't mean you should. Okay, like that. First things first. Having a gun for protection is does not mean you should be flaunting it. Does not mean you should be having it out. And you definitely should not be having it around when you're intoxicated. When other people are intoxicated, that is the worst time to have a deadly weapon around Let's you. Let's just put it this way, right? Here's all I know. If you're a responsible gun owner, which I consider myself and everybody that I basically know, okay? I don't know anybody. You're not out in public showing guns off, okay? You're not you're not uh, flashing guns at people that you just got into an argument with. None of this ever happens, right? Because you're just not treating it seriously and you look like an irresponsible, immature person, okay? If that gun's for protection, <clears throat> then it should be used for that purpose, not flashing it around, trying to be cool. You can't tell me, and I'm not saying this to you, right? No, Mr. Morant, you can't tell me that you were doing this for any other reason than appearances. Right. Right? This is the problem. You want to act tough and you want to be cool. I'm not saying you're not tough. I'm not saying you're not cool. But I know what you're trying to do with the gun. Let's n- none of us play games here, okay? Right. I don't want their, like, everything else aside. I know what you're doing. We all do. Right? And it's completely ridiculous and stupid. That's it. Right, that's my rant on it. Like, dude, you have everything in this world. You're you are a role model, no matter what. We can debate that all day, whether or not sports whether you want to be or not. Whether or not you want to be, whether or not children should look up to you is not something I'm going to debate because you know what happens, right? right? So you just keep perpetuating the image of like, yeah, this is cool, right? It's not that cool, man. Like, people get shot, and then you, then your life is over, right? You, someone you love, your life is over. Your friends like, because like, dude, yeah, your gun went off when you were in a club being an idiot and you shot your friend. Cool, you go to jail, your career's over. No one cares about that because you killed your friend. Like, I can come up with a million scenarios. Like, dude, classical I know, burst, shoot I know yourself. you're famous, right? Yeah, you shoot yourself there's on classical a, a, burst. Right, there's a million things that could happen terribly when you are drinking and you have a loaded weapon. Like, it's just not a good idea. And I'm going to say the same thing, and I'm actually just going to be done with this, rant because to me, it's almost like Henry Ruggs. Ready? Like, you are Ja Morant. Here's what I know about you, okay? I know you're rookie of the year. I know you're most improved player in the NBA. I know you're absolutely one of the best young talents in the NBA and potentially going to be one of the best players of all time in the NBA because you're making that clear at an early age, right? All of this should mean that you have the means to do a lot of stuff to protect yourself. Right. LeBron James doesn't have to carry guns. LeBron James can have security. I'm not saying you're a billionaire yet, but I know you can afford security, right? right. I know you can take normal <clears throat> steps, so you don't you don't have to live whatever life you're trying to portray, man. Right. You don't have to be the person, right? Like you you can there are legal ways to protect yourself. If you feel as though you need protection, then first and foremost, every gun owner needs to know the laws, okay? And just because you know the law where you live 
doesn't mean you know the law everywhere. Stop assuming that just because you know the law, at, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, like then you know the law everywhere in the United States. No, every single state has different gun laws. And when you travel from your state to another one, whether it is by land, sea, or carrier pigeon, if you have a gun in another state, if you take it from one state to another, not only are you potentially looking at doing local time for that, uh, you know, for that state, Correct. but now you're looking at federal charges because now this is the federal government's laws. So you have two different levels. And if you don't know what those laws are, ignorance of the law is never a defense. You can never say, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I was not told. Oh, you know, I asked somebody. So, like, here's, here's what you I'm have say. to know. Again, we have clients. I talked to a young <clears throat> client, you know, who thinks he understands the law about guns, right? And I'm not against people wanting to own guns. Like, you know, that's not what any of my speeches are about. My problem is, is like, if you want to own a gun, you have a responsibility, right? It's like a child. Absolutely. No matter how you want to look at it, it's like a child because nobody cares when you're wrong, right? Here's what I know as a gun owner. I don't care about other states because I'm never taking them to another state. I, I'm not going to even pretend I understand the law in Jersey because, I listen, if I need to protect myself there, fine. I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to jail. Right. Okay, because I'm not naive enough to think that I even understand it. They're not that straightforward, man. Okay, there's some states where you can bring a gun from another state, right? And I'm not even going to try to name them. I just know they right, exist. Right. Okay, because they have less uh, strict gun laws. Right. Here, especially, guys, where we are in the Northeast, good luck. Okay, Pennsylvania probably has one of the most relaxed laws, which is pretty, everything's extremely by the book and strict. Unless you live in Philly. Right? Yeah, no, no, Philly's completely different. That's what I mean. <laughs> but Philly, right. but PA, when I say PA is lax, it's just Jersey has Right, compared crazy, to other, yeah, compared to other states. what I do consider yeah. some kind of crazy measures, right? So mm -hmm. all that being said is you have a responsibility. You can't just willy-nilly take a gun in your car because you're used to it here, drive somewhere. Don't act like that's a defense, right? Don't act like anybody cares. And also don't act like you're being cute or smart or anything. You brought a gun. Here's the deal. I'm going to piece this together very quickly. John Morant lives somewhere else. He's seen somewhere else with a gun. Right there, I can assume he either traveled with the gun or the only way that this most likely isn't a problem is if he has a house wherever he traveled and that's his gun that he keeps there or something. At his house, right. Right, and this is why I, I don't know. But then you have to worry about is the state that he was in, does he need a uh, license to carry? And does he need a I permit mean. to conceal? Right. Like there, Every state has different laws and they can be convoluted. The last thing I want to say on this is who do you ask? Okay. If you don't know what the law is, okay. Do not ask TSA. If you're traveling, do not ask your parents. Do not ask the NRA. If you are asking a legal question about gun laws, then you Correct. need to be asking a criminal defense attorney because if they are wrong, that's who you need to be able to point at. Hey, this lawyer told me this. Correct. Okay, that is going to be a much better defense than, hey, my mother told me this. My, yeah. The TSA told me this. When I went to the gun shop, the gun owner told, you know, the, the guy at the store told me this. Nobody's going to care about that because they could be wrong and we won't care. Even if a lawyer is wrong, you may still have a problem, but hopefully if you ask a lawyer with a brain, they will look up the law. They will go through it with you and explain to you, hey, here's what it says Here's what it means for you. Yeah. If you're not asking a lawyer, then 
you you're kind of gambling with your life anyway. Yeah, and I'm going to make this fairly simple, right? Guns, if you're using them for hunting, etc., this never is going to come <laughs> up, right? It doesn't come up for my dad, right? You know, I mean, unless you're traveling out of state, which when you are, you just have to know how to do it, right? right. You can send you, you can ship firearms, right? You can ship hunt you, and you can hmm? take them on the plane. It's not like you can't, but you can't carry them, right? Right? They have to, it ha there's a process to everything. All you kinds can't of, yeah. go into things assuming that no one everybody is going to treat a firearm like you do right right and that's part of this problem a lot of people have different views on guns but if hey if you're used to them you're comfortable with them you might think who cares well here's what i'm I, here's what me and jj are telling you everyone right there's just a way to do it there's a proper way and then there's a way where you're gonna get in trouble right maybe it's serious maybe it's stupid but it's not going to be pleasant right mm. and this is why just you know ultimately the one part where you're going to get in trouble is carrying a gun, right? For protection. This is where it gets difficult. Like, cause you're used to carrying air, but then you go to a different state. Listen, this is up to you. This is not a defense, right? If you need, if you have the need to carry a gun in multiple States, multiple jurisdictions, you don't, if you don't understand that it's your responsibility, you are going to get in trouble. It's going to be something completely stupid, a traffic stop, yeah. and a cop's going to see that you have a gun on you. They're going to say, hey, you have a license. Or, or you're going gonna to tell yourself it's really exactly. going to happen. Exactly. You're, you're going to get stopped. They're going to ask if you have a gun. You're going to say yes because you think that you are carrying it correctly. They are going to know the law better than you, and they are going to arrest you because you're going to be carrying it incorrectly, and you just won't have known. You will have told on yourself. You will have gone to jail, and then you will call a lawyer, and they will say, well, now you can't carry a gun at all. Correct. And that's that's And with that guys, we're going to have another episode just kind of on guns cuz guns is a huge topic, but we hope that you enjoyed this. We hope that this was informative. We hope that you got to get a, a little bit of laugh. We hope that y'all learned a whole lot of things. Um, but we got to get out of here. So until next time. Life, so the pain is big and small. We want a mall. Please get front us. Questions on the law. JJ, who you call? Come and get your